so Bailey Zappi threw his first completed pass longer than 30 yards against the Steelers last night. Big Dave has thrown three strops that have lasted longer, two of them before we started recording. This is utter punts. What am I working with? Dan, you have to take a, a finger. I, I feel for you all. You can do that, you'll only lose by 20. <laughs> Welcome along to Utter Punts, an NFL podcast made by NFL fans in the UK. We're limping into week 14. We're a bit banged up. There's definitely a couple of us that should be on injured reserve, but that's the mentality of the punts. We play through the pain. It's incredibly boring. How is that yeah, boring? Carol, shut up, you. <laughs> if anybody mentions Taylor Swift, it's a straight red card and a two-pod ban. We got everything right last week. Yeah, cruised it last week. I'm pretty sure I only got one wrong. Professional, one wrong. <laughs> Unbelievable. I tell you what, I tell you what. It's Yes, this is Utter Punts in association with endzonekit.co.uk and Beer Keller with me in Manchester this week. It's our walking Wikipedia of the NFL, our very own Mr. Consistent and comfortably the most mature and grown up out of all of us. It's Ravens fan Dan Horton. Hi, Dan. You're all right. That's yeah. very nice. Yeah, no, it's all right. It's true, isn't it? <laughs> uh, in Birmingham, it's our walking trick play, our international man of mayhem and the one punt that you have to keep half an eye on when you're on a night out because he is exactly the dude that befriends the meathead gangster bodybuilder with the spider's web tattoo on his face and invites him to your house to stay for the weekend. It's Vikings fan Big Dave Keane. You're right, mate. Yeah, but it was sound. <laughs> I don't know what your problem was. Amy likes just, like, <laughs> just zero denial. On the way, a look at the stories that caught our eye in the NFL this week. A full look ahead to the weekend's game. Some fantasy advice with our friends at the Fantasy Game Day app. And who gets the dreaded Utter Punt of the Week nomination? This is Utter Punts. Hello, good evening, welcome along. How are you? Um... Uh, we might sound a little on the bunged up side this evening because, and here's the thing, I got ill last week, came in, did the podcast next to Dan. Thank you. Dan is now ill. Andy, uh, producer Andy, was with me in the car when I was poorly. Producer Andy is now ill. We saw Ollie last week and young Ollie got sent back to Birmingham as like a a disease-ridden Trojan horse. And he's now with his Uncle Dave, who is starting to feel the slight tinglings of not being very well. I am basically a one-man super-spreader event. <laughs> Patient zero. Yeah, look, uh, we uh, I, I have tested. It's not COVID. It's definitely the flu, the raging temperature and, the, uh, uh, and all the aches and pains and the rest of it told me that. And the negative COVID test. So there we go. Anyway, um, look, moving swiftly on, shall we? Dave, uh, shall we do the news of the week? You're grinning at me already. I know it's going to be one of those podcasts. I can already feel it in my waters. Um, Don't know you wanted to talk, about, mate. You wanted to talk about the Steelers, did you? Yeah, so uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, Dan's favourite team. Outside yeah. of the Ravens, I'll give you that. Um, <laughs> but they have, they have made history again because Mike Tomlin is... Well, I was going to say the GOAT, but you probably still have to give it Belichick, maybe. I don't know. But anyway, Mike Tomlin uh, has made history once more. He has become the first coach of a team that has managed to lose back-to-back -back games with teams with a <laughs> worse-than-eight loss ratio against their wins. So, oh. two, ten and, two, ten, 
two two and ten teams have managed to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers back to back, which is not an easy thing to say when you've got a lisp. Um, so yeah, just just made me laugh. <laughs> just made me laugh. Um, yeah, I mean. Still love him though. It's not Still great. Awesome. I, I look, we've got nothing against Mike Tomlin. It's I just have. the Steelers are terrible. You've got something against Mike Tomlin, haven't you? Have, yeah. Personal grudge. Cheat. Um, no, listen, the Steelers are one of those great, what a great organisation, you know, they historic organisation. They're such a f- charitable franchise. This is just another example of just giving, giving wins away, aren't they? Good luck to them. Cool. See you in December. Um, <laughs> what, when they go... No well, they'll, they'll beat the Ravens, won't they? Yeah, they'll, 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 they'll win that game, sure. Nailed on. Uh, you wanted to talk about Hayden Hurst? Yeah, so just a, a bit of the dark side of the NFL, really. We, we talk about sort of the big players and what have you, but Hayden Hurst was um, sort of off the radar. He got knocked out of a game on November the 9th against the Bears. He went out with concussion, yeah, hit to the head. It wasn't a disastrous hit. It wasn't a hit. You'd, you'd go, oh, God, that was ding. No one was fine for it. Um, and since then, so, so he's gone a bit quiet, but because he's not a, a, a big name... It, no one sort of really kept up on him, so he's not he's not come back from the concussion protocol. And a fan has tweeted out to him just to ask how he was, really on on, on X, and he replied saying, "Oh, thanks very much for letting me know, uh, for reaching out." Um, but his, his dad's then come out and said he's got post traumatic amnesia from wow. this hit. Um, so he's, he is, and he said he will be back. You know, he's hoping to come back to the game. It's not a it's not a career ending injury, but it just goes to show that the the, the severity of some of the uh, the game that we we watch and we we cheer on and we get disappointed if people are missing for fantasy reasons and what have you. And actually, the, there's real life going on here, yeah. and that is a massive thing. Uh, Hayden Hurst was drafted by the Ravens. It, I mean, you know a bit about him. He was drafted by the Ravens in the same draft as Lamar Jackson. They took him before Lamar Jackson, interestingly, um, before he got traded to the Falcons, the Bengals, and I think he was is at the Panthers at the moment. Mm. But he had mental health issues in um, in college, so he, he he spoke openly about this. He, he tried to commit suicide in 2016 when he was drunk. And he's had battles with anxiety and depression throughout his throughout his life and throughout his career, um, and you just and he, he speaks very highly about sort of mental health in the game and, and yeah. sort of encouraging young players and things like that. So it's a really interesting story, and I think good luck to him. Keep an eye out for him, and, and you know, God, God bless him, and let's hope he gets back and starts playing well for the really good Panthers team. Well, don't come back yet. I mean, maybe yeah. next year. Come back next year. Yeah, yeah. when things have, have have a couple of weeks off, potentially maybe. improved. Yeah. Uh, this is one of those things, um, Dave, that. We all know exists, don't we, mm. in the game? These, you know, traumatic head injuries that that cause problems for for people further down the track. Why is it that we accept it as readily as we do? Do you think? Well, okay. Um, well, first of all, definitely these days, players should be aware of the risks. But it, it's widespread in any kind of physical contact sport. Have a look yep. at the UFC. Um, you've you've got people there who are combatants who train hard become quite frankly some of the most fine athletes in the world most skilled um, and and yet it can even happen to them um, Kamara, Kamara Usman uh, when he fought Leon Edwards, uh, Edwards who well done Leon world champion um, he, he basically got knocked out in the last round Usman did with a head kick uh, and he was speaking on the Joe Rogan podcast and he said that what happened in the fight was he was moving to his left to set Edwards up he moved to his right and the next thing he knew um, that he recalls was the people in the ambulance asking him if he was okay now the thing is he wasn't unconscious for that amount of time he basically got stunned and has a 20 minute nap where he was awake and speaking to people but the UFC 
where that kind of thing happens with them, there's enforced medical suspensions. People have to have brain scans to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, the Maybe the protection in the, in the NFL is better because of a helmet, but at the same time, there's technology that can be used to, to make sure people are all right, which I hope they do employ because they should be. Yeah. I, it's, it's interesting. The helmet does two things, doesn't it? One, it's supposed to add a layer of protection, but it also adds a layer of confidence and occasionally false confidence that you're going to be all right going into those collisions. I find this uh, really fascinating because I am a, a big fan of contact sports. So I love uh, rugby league, rugby union. I love the NFL. And one of the things that I love about it are those huge, monstrous collisions in the middle of the field that these athletes are putting themselves through. They un- they understand that it is part of the game. However, you also know that the governing body has a duty of care to to its players. It's a really tricky, fine line for a governing body to, to walk because they want to keep the excitement and they want to keep the element of physicality in the game. But they what they don't want to do is do that at the expense of the safety of, of people that play the sport. Absolutely, and and we, I have the argument whenever whenever you hear this sort of I call them a bit, a bit moronic where they say you know they're trying to take the they're taking the fun out of the game they're taking these play, big plays out of the game actually this isn't this is real life these are real people they're not people in your fantasy team they're not people that you've you know that you, they're, they're real human beings and they Wives have real and lives kids and, and I think you know, you always have to when you watch this game you should appreciate the sheer quality of their their effort that they put in and the risks that they take walking onto the field every week and really just appreciate them for that and back the league if the league are trying to make things safer then they're trying to make things safer if this happened imagine this happening in the Super Bowl to uh, Christian McCaffrey you know an absolute megastar of the game or one of the quarterbacks imagine Christ, you know imagine one of them getting hurt by one of these hits and being carted off and then never playing again yeah um because it's Hayden Hurst, because it's a tight end, maybe it's not as high profile, but it's why I like to talk about it, because it's something we should talk about, and, and I think it is part of the game, and it's something we should all back when they're trying to make the game safer. For me. Anything else, Dave? Just, there's techniques which can make it safer. Like, I, I still think that they should be investing an awful lot of time and effort into coming up with something better than a big metal helmet. But I also don't want to see them wearing silly things as well, right? So, I mean, yeah. it, 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 it's, it's give and take. Uh, there, there should be room for technological improvements within the game which allow the, the, the spectacular play, the, the, the high-impact athleticism to take place, but also keep the players safe, like... That for me will be the sensible thing, rather than splitting the uh, splitting the revenue from the NFL directly between the players and the owners. Maybe split some of it aside for for research into new technologies to allow people yeah. to play in a way where they're gonna be safer. I mean, quite frankly, exoskeleton suits—that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? A little bit sci-fi. <laughs> I, I look bring on the sci-fi that's what I say look all of the all of the sports that have an, an element of danger have a duty of care to their players and they have a duty of care to try and find ways to make the sport safer we've seen it in the likes of Formula One with the introduction of the halo and the, the head and neck restraint gear that they use in, in Formula One and actually now a Formula One cockpit is a is an infinitely safer place to be than it was even five or six years ago um, and, and let's just hope that they can employ the same kind of stuff with the other sports that we love to keep them safe Um I'm going to move on to something a little bit uh, less serious and a little bit more trivial. Um, we are going to talk in Coaching Corner 
about cadence a little bit later. So we're going to give you the ups and downs of it. But one of the things that has hit the news this week is Dak Prescott and Dak Prescott's Here We Go cadence. And um, in case you don't know what I'm talking about, this is what the cadence sounds like. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Wait, take... So you get the, the here we go and the white 80 set and then away they go, they play the ball. The reason behind it, he's come out this weekend, sort of explained a little bit that his front line needed a little bit of something else before he went to the white set hut um, to let them know that the play was starting and that the cadence was going to get going. The, the reason for bringing this up is that I know that Dan loves cadence in the game. <laughs> Dave, I know that you think it's a vital part of the game. I just want to... Um, I just want to play something where it's become part of a cultural revolution in the game. This is the DJ from the um, stadium at AT AT&T, the Dallas Cowboys DJ. He's turned Dak Prescott's cadence into this. It's absolutely, it's brilliant. And it's got everybody talking about American football in a in a weird way. My favourite video of the week came on the Dallas Cowboys Twitter feed, where basically they got the entire offensive unit to try and do an impression of Dak Prescott, including Dak Prescott, who did the worst impression of himself, which is just brilliant. Um... It's nice, isn't it, that we're able to have a bit of a laugh about something that is an integral part of the game, Dan? Yeah, and it, you know it's such an important part of the game, and it's so, and it's something that unless you're watching the game closely, you don't often pay attention to. You just presume the quarterbacks call the play in the huddle. He shouts for the ball. He gets the ball. He makes a play. And actually, once you start understanding the game, and if you if you're not if you're new to the game, you know. You, there's a lot going on between the moment the, where the players break before the play starts and before the actual ball is snapped. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of chess being played between the two and the cadence is part of yeah, it. We'll, and we will talk more about exactly yeah. why that's important when we get to coaching corner a, a, a little bit later on mm. because it, it, it's fascinating. Yeah. Dave, what did you make of the tune? Banger, wasn't it? I imagine yeah, Dave's man. heavy into his... Um, Big into his hip-hop. Yeah. 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 Uh, huge. Huge. <laughs> but I, I, I like Snoop, but mainly because of his appearances in Trainer Park Boys. So. Yeah, yeah, that's about it, really. Uh, look, I think it's absolutely brilliant. We're giving you the opportunity. If you want to see the TikTok video that goes alongside it, we have put this on the YouTube version of the podcast, so you'll be able to watch it over. Uh, Blackbeard is the name of the artist that's dropped that. If you want to go and look them up on uh, Spotify and download I mean, smart. from wherever you want to go, then you can do exactly that. I mean, it is incredible. I mean, I, I don't. I, I, I know you were trying to say something there, Dave. Producer Andy got a little bit trigger happy. I was. I'd left a lovely Dave-sized gap, and he played a. He parked a massive truck in it for you. No, it's all. I, I did just want to say. Obviously, it is incredible. It's really great talent. I just don't get it, but it's not meant for me. So yeah. carry on. <laughs> you are not the target audience, Dave. I get that. I am not the target audience, there, but. Like, Dave's outfits and call it DJ Gingerbeard. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. We'll make a little TikTok video. And what what genre should we turn you into, Dave? Just casualty thing. Doctor Dave. I've no idea. Doctor Dave. I, I, Just I skull mean, in the background. And endless rants about. Strikes me as 
pretty terrible content, but carry on. <laughs> it's only terrible content because you don't want it to happen. We would make it work. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk next, shall we, about endzonekit.co.uk. Absolutely brilliant. If you're looking for some new threads to wear to support your uh, NFL site, in fact, if uh, American sports side, whether it's college football, mm. NHL, NFL, you name it, they've got it covered for you. In fact, just play the record. Utterpunts is proudly sponsored by one of the best kit suppliers out there, Endzone Kit. Endzone is a transatlantic company whose mission is to make finding kits a little bit easier and a little bit more affordable so you can represent your favourite American sports teams. Whether you're looking for NFL, college football, baseball, hockey or basketball memorabilia, Endzone's got you covered. With sizes from newborn up to 3XL, anyone can find something at endzonekit.co.uk. And one of the things that we love is that they have a whole range of retro and pre-loved gear so you can rock your vintage style while supporting your team. So why not head to endzonekit.co.uk and find yourself a bargain. And because you listen to Utter Punts, you can have a 15% discount at checkout when you use the code PUNTS. Endzonekit.co.uk, the place to go for your American sports kit. Right. <laughs> We're going to talk about the stock market and I'm going to explain why Dan's face was doing what it's just doing. So... When we started this podcast two years ago, my concern with this podcast was coming on and trying to do this with two people that have a vast knowledge of this game. And I was told unequivocally that I shouldn't worry. I was told unequivocally that I would be looked after and wouldn't be let to be made to look stupid. That's what I was told. So I agreed. And I thought, yeah, do you know what? I will put my voice talents to this and help these two create a brilliant NFL podcast in the UK. Great job. Up Great next, job. the stock market game where these two have sold me down the fucking river. The pair of them. The, the command, pair of them. The command you have of this podcast. <laughs> you, you were supposed to help me. You, when I text you before that episode when we were picking them, you said, no, I think that's a sensible idea. And if you would like me to go back and get that message, I absolutely will and plaster it all over the screen. But no, you didn't. I am currently bottom of the stock market game. However, I am still in positive points, so I'll take that as a win. Plus five. However, I did pick the commanders to do better than they did last season. They are currently 12 positions worse than they were last season, and that is costing me. Dave, you have had a rather... Uh, dramatic fall from where you were last week uh, and the gap between you and Dan is now 20 points you're on plus 17 um, you are being let down by the Tennessee Titans Dan yeah, however is absolutely flying he's on 37 points if, you cut, if you've forgotten the rules or you haven't heard this before essentially we pick four teams one to do worse than they did last season three to do better than they did last season for every position better that you finish, you get a point. Or if you're, you know, the one team to be worse, every position worse that you are than your position last season, you get a point. You also get negative points if you end up in the opposite position to that. Mm. It was a fairly simple task, I thought. I thought. I don't, look, I, all I will say is the scores on the doors would suggest that you two have let me down, wouldn't they? That's what they would suggest. Well, the evidence in front of me would suggest that you two have let me down. I, I, can, you know, can you, I say you for did pick the, the bears? They were nowhere near my list. Yep. <clears throat> but but the evidence actually shows that you went shit. to Dan for help. That's what it shows. 
Cause what, my brother-in-law? You're in competition with him. Yeah, but you were the in competition The man who tells me constantly that he's him. got my back and that he'll look after me. Well, listen, I think... Oh, yeah, here we go. Anybody hear that faint <clears throat> beeping listen, I think of that JCB <laughs> reversing? Reasonably. I think we can expect... They, they, listen, it looks good at the minute because we've all got teams in the, the NFC South, which is a garbage fire, isn't it? And <laughs> at the minute, fire, oh, yeah. oh, Dave hasn't, but you and I, we've got the Bucks, the Saints and the Falcons. And listen, at the minute, that's in one position. But one on Sunday night, that could be completely different. And you're probably talking about a movement of 15 places because one of these teams... <laughs> One of these teams is hosting a playoff game in January. Yeah. Regardless of what happens, one of these teams, even with a yeah. losing record, is hosting the playoff game. And that could easily be the Saints. I picked the Bears because they finished in last place last season, so I, f- I figured that there was no way that they could be any worse. Well, Actually, they're, doing well. they're, they're not doing bad. They're doing well. It's the Commanders doing that, right. are, yeah, that the have... Commander, Listen, we couldn't foresee them selling off their, all their best players, <laughs> could we? No. Really? No, except you two both did because you didn't pick them. Why would you pick the commanders for Dunstaffire? They have been the most passing yards in the league. Huh? The quarterback's got the most passing yards in the league. How many turnovers has he got? It wasn't, though, was it? Don't worry about that. No. Don't worry about that. Uh, Look, stock market is one of the fantasy games that we play here on on Utter Punts. It's our own little creation. We enjoy it. We would uh, would recommend you play it with some friends as well. And if you are interested in uh, exactly what the rules are, you can get in touch with us by uh, dropping us a message on any of the socials. Just search for Utter Punts Podcast. One of the other things that we play is daily fantasy with our friends at the Fantasy Game Day app. Uh, These guys are brilliant. If you go to fantasygameday.app, you will be able to... To, uh, to download aforementioned application. It is Daily Fantasy. You basically get to put a team in every week and there is a chance to win cash prizes if you pick up more points than anybody else that puts a team in. It costs £7.50 to do so. If you register using the code PUNTS, you will get a free £7.50 entry once you've put your first fantasy entry in. Every week we ask these two to pick the fantasy player that they would like, uh, they will be picking for their team this week. No pressure for you to do the same. If you want to pick the players that they suggest, then you can do. And if you'd rather not, then you don't have to. It's entirely up to you. They're just telling you who they're putting in their team. Dan, who are you putting in this week? And, and to say, the players that me and Dave have been, say- David and I have been saying have, have been doing really well. The team around them we've been picking has been absolutely Less so. Yep. But the players we've been telling you have been doing well. Uh, this week, I've got B. John Robinson. He's um, the superstar running back from the Falcons. Drafted this year. Not really been in the game plan enough to start the year, but he's definitely coming good now. He's cheap. He's the same price. He's £4,700. Same price as Eze Pacheco, who isn't playing. Um, same price as Kenneth Walker, who hasn't practiced all week. And £2,000 cheaper than Austin Eckler, who's being benched, I think, for Joshua Kelly. Wow. Um, and he's playing Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay, as we said, for two years, and about 30 different podcasts, can't stop the run. So the Falcons are going to run all over them. The other note there is Pacheco is out for the Chiefs on Sunday. And they're back at running back Jarek McKinnon. Um, if you remember, Jared McKinnon last year went on a run about yeah, December did. time of scoring touchdowns in every game. He's available for £2,500. You could maybe slow him into your flex, and it means you can go maybe McCaffrey elsewhere and spend some more money elsewhere, because yeah. that's really cheap. And he will start, he will play, he'll get receptions, and he might be valuable quite cheap. Good stuff. Dave, who have you gone with? Well, for this week, uh, I quite like the matchup with DK Metcalf going up against the 49ers. I think, don't get me wrong, I, I know who I expect to win that game, but I do think that they're going to have to uh, throw the ball. It looks like Gino should play, but if he doesn't, again, I think it's just going to be an awful lot of targets for Metcalf. We're getting to the business end of the season. They need to win. They're going to be hitting their main playmaker as often as they can. Uh, but the player that I hate in this game is uh, Arkane. <coughs> 
because two out of the last three weeks he's cost me money the first the first time when he played for three snaps and uh, was my captain and then this week uh, he basically came back from injury and managed to usurp Mostar who was my starting running back I'm getting sick of this game although it is an awful lot of fun <laughs> Uh, I've got to say, the the joy that it's bringing me after you two sold me down the river with the stock market game, It's what's actually becoming more and more clear is that maybe you aren't the fonts of all knowledge that I anticipate that you are. Mm, uh, uh, that timing's look. wrong, mate. I, I was two weeks out. Yes. <laughs> and will continue to be for the rest of the season. Uh, look, always gamble responsibly. If you feel like you might need some help or uh, you want to figure out a way of being a little bit more responsible you can head to a number of websites we pick begambleaware.org or any of the links that we post in the description on to the previews gentlemen some great games in here this week really looking forward to this weekend we will start sunday the 10th of december six o'clock game at m&t bank stadium the LA Rams against the Baltimore Ravens. A 6-6 six and six record for the Rams against a winning 9-3 and three record for the Baltimore Ravens. The Rams have won three games in a row and this makes it very interesting. Rams on a bit of a roll. Ravens need to stop them. Yeah, Ravens have had a bye week, so they've, they've had a fairly late bye. Um, so they come into it fresh. They, they've had a good look at the Rams. I think the Rams played the Browns and they've played a couple of division games, and they've played well. They, you know, their offense looks balanced. They've got Kyron Williams back, a rookie running back, who Sean McVay was joking about being in his fantasy team this week. He's he's made a good impact to them, given the balance. Cooper Cup back, playing some sort of well, uh, and Puka Nakua, obviously. Uh, what a, what a touchdown that was last yeah, week, by the way. Wow. Um, the Rams are good. The, the Rams' defense is is shit, though. Um, and it will... <laughs> It's it's not as good as some of them. They've got some stars. So Aaron Donald still there, but um, around him there is there is not much. And I think a good offense will um, will stump them. They 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 give up nineteen points to Joe Flacco last week. And the Ravens' offense, Dave, is a good offense. Twenty-seven points per game. That's seventh in the NFL. They have also got the seventh best third-down conversion rate in the league mm. too. And that becomes very difficult to defend, doesn't it? It, it does. I mean, I expect Aaron Donald to pressure the middle of a pocket, uh, but then I'm expecting Lamar to, to maybe be rolling out anyway. But the, the only the, the only place across the entire field that, that the Rams have actually got an advantage is Kieran Williams. He's the fourth most efficient back in the league this year, according to the uh, expected points added against the um, number of carries. He's a remarkable young player, but... <sighs> the, the Ravens have just got options all over the field and Beckham Odell uh, Beckham Jr. is definitely looking like he's finally putting his injury woes behind him he, he's no longer getting the lower leg injuries which I think have been slowing him down um, is I likely is he finally going to be emerging as a tight end target this week Dan? Yeah, I think so. Just be, thinking about the, old, the old daily fantasy, he should yeah. do, right? He'll be the, he was a starting tight end, and I think he'll be using the passing attack quite a lot. It just depends on how how much the Ravens need to pass would be my concern about about him in your fantasy team. But um, I would probably... I, I mean, he's going to start, and he'll get targets, and when he does get targets, he's a very effective receiver. Mm. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I think for I me... I just don't like talking about Ravens being good, to be honest. Yeah, so. But they are. <laughs> but Stafford last week, week 13, 279 yards, three touchdowns, 110 rating yeah. against what was at one stage this season the best defence in the NFL. 
And, and, and at one stage, were they not the best defence in the last <coughs> 30 years or something ridiculous? Yeah, and that they are when Miles Garrett is healthy. I mean, he, he arrived at the... I mean, he had an arm in his sling most of the week. Mm. They also had, didn't have Denzel Ward in that game. He was a big player on the back end, so... Uh, but they did. I mean, and Stafford. We listen. We said at the start of the year, Stafford. I think he's probably the best quarterback in the NFC, um, and I, I stand by it. I think, given him, if you give him time, he will find players. And if he's got players on the outside, he will find them. He's brilliant, Matthew Stafford. Um, I'm, I'm rooting for the Rams a little bit because I, I, I think the Rams are an exciting team to watch, and I kind of want them to make the playoffs a bit like the Packers. And a few weeks ago, they were sort of out of it, but they've put a run together again, a bit like Green Bay. Where they've closed that gap now on teams like, yeah. I don't know, Minnesota. We'll talk about Green Bay in a bit, Dave, don't worry. Um, so they've closed the gap. So you I will. do want to see a team like that in because I think I'd rather see them in it than a, a team that's limping towards it, you know, yeah. uh, like a, like, a sea, like a Seahawks team. So yeah. I'd like the Rams to do well. I don't want them to do well this week, though. I mean, to go from a, a, six, a, a losing 3-6 and six record to yeah. a, a, you know, a point five six and 6 record is, is good going from the Rams. Who are we picking? I, I, it's hard to look past the Ravens at MNC Bank, you know, on the run that they're on after a bye week, nice and fresh. I think I'm going Ravens. Yeah, I mean, you look, you look at the Ravens' record at home this year against these good teams, Detroit, Seattle, they've just they've walloped them. Yeah. Um, and after a bye week, I think I think the Ravens will do enough. Nine points is too many, I think, for, is for that a Ram team to score points. Yeah, but I think this will be a, a sort of like a 25-17 game Ravens win. Dave? Nine points is too many, but it'll be eight points. <laughs> Thanks for proving the maths there, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I just like I just yeah. eight points. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Nine oh, points. the bookies are giving us one point too many. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hate the Ravens. No, you don't. Yeah. No, I don't really. <laughs> Get out of it. Uh, so you go Ravens then, yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear. Damn them. Um, my dog's been let out into the back garden and has obviously smelt a squirrel, so he's also. just decided to have a little bit of a shout, which also is. A, he just doesn't like the Ravens either. He's got a Ravens um, neckerchief that Dan bought him for Christmas. Yes, he, he wears it never uh, semi regularly. <laughs> semi regularly. That's dog abuse, that. Yeah, that's. Abuse. I don't want to get pulled over. It's a dog, not yeah, a bear. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a dog team, not a cat team. Uh, he's also not a squirrel team or another dog team. You don't like yeah, other dog teams. Yeah, fair. That was the Browns, and you don't want to be on them. No. Although, no, no, no. no. Um, right. <laughs> Bills, at, Bills at Kansas City Chiefs is the 9-25 game. This has got brilliant written all over it as well. This is another 6-6 six six team in the Bills against the 8-4 Kansas City Chiefs, who have not been at their best. Mahomes, in 2023, has... <laughs> Five, five, he, he, you're choking there, you okay? He's all right. Uh, has five sub-80 rating games. That is absolutely astonishing from a quarterback who we all know is a future Hall of Famer and has had incredible success. Dave, what do you make of this game and what do you make of Patrick Mahomes so far this season? I, th I think he's struggling because receivers aren't getting open and when they do get open, they often drop the ball. Um, but it's... Also, a truth of that, the, the current wide receiver core that he's got working there, apart from Rashid Rice, there's only Kelsey really as a proper target, right? Um, 
everyone else is just proving to be too inconsistent. Uh, Kadarius Tony, who when they brought him in, he was meant to be a, a, a unique threat. I think he's just been injured um, and not really done the things that he should be doing. Cornelius Tony, ah, damn it, yeah. Um, who's Kadarius Tony? <laughs> Who am I talking of there? Was Kadarius Did I? Yeah. Oh man, it was your face put me off. Can damn I, you! I traded, didn't see it at the start of the year. <laughs> uh, oh, is that what the smugness was for? I, I thought I got it wrong. Got that power over him though. <laughs> We're just a look. I just noticed it. Man, hundred and ten miles away makes him go from Kadarius Tony. Correct to Cornelius <laughs> Tony, Cornelius who Tony. nobody Cornelius has ever Tony. heard of. Cornelius Tony. I've heard he's good. He's better than... Yeah, but I do call, recall him being your favourite wide receiver coming out of that draft class, Dan. Yeah, so, I just, I we, we, we all And I, I just wanted rid of Michael Thomas because he's evil. Um, anyway, so... <laughs> Um, it's definitely Michael Thomas, isn't he? And not like Dave Thomas. I don't, or... to him yet. I don't put him off. I don't know. I'm Mickey. really bad at names, to be honest. Fair enough. I actually do surprise myself that I remember NFL players' names. It's not something I'm good <laughs> at normally. Look, um, <laughs> it's astonishing that he remembers our names every week. <laughs> yeah, Bob and Dan, right? Yeah, that's absolutely right. Thanks, Graham. <laughs> um, right. Uh, let's talk more about this game. What's going on with the Bills? Uh, the Bills have played well in, and lost. And then they've, they've played against good teams. They've played really well and lost. And against bad teams, they've played badly and lost. Um, and, you know, you, you can keep saying, oh, they'll put a run together. Oh, they'll put a run together. This is the Bills team that beat the Dolphins 48-20 a few weeks ago. They're a good team. They should have beat the Eagles. They're a good team. They should have beat the Cowboys. You know, they, 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 they can go on and on and on. The Bills are a good team. I think the Bills are still a contender with, with Pittsburgh slipping up. The Browns looking on, like on a downside without a quarterback. Bills, the, the path to the playoffs is there, but they've got a, they've got a tough run. I think they've got... They've got Kansas City, they had Philadelphia, then they've got Kansas City, then they've got Dallas, I think. So they've got a run, and then they've got the Dolphins again in the last game of the season. So it's in their hands. Um, the Bills, they're a good team, they play well, and this is Josh Allen's sort of time of year. Is it, um, is it the errors from the Bills that have caused them yeah. the problems? Like, t- they're, they're 24th, they, they've allowed 20 turnovers already this season, which is, you know, it's not good enough, really, especially when you look at... You know, fifth best in the NFL for points per game, second best team in the NFL in the red zone. It, it can only be down to those errors, Dave, can't it? Yes and no. I, I don't like the Bills' run game. Like, if, unless they're running with, with Josh Allen, yep. uh, I just don't feel like they. I mean, it, I, James, James Cook is a, is a good player, but he's not what I would call a punishing back. So I don't think that they grind down opposition defences in the same way as you would do if you had somebody who was basically lowering the shoulder and moving people backwards every time they hit the pile. Um, I, I think that kind of back is is kind of underrated these days. Uh, Devon Foreman, um, who the Bears have got, he, he had a couple of weeks this year where he was absolutely yeah. devastating teams. And I think it's because... Um, the smaller linebackers in they're still great athletes but they're smaller and they're getting hit a lot and mm. unless you're winning the battle in the trenches up front I think linebacking cores can get ground down and I don't think the Bills do that um, I think they need Josh Allen to run and I, I think they've been trying to get away from it to, to try to keep him fresher um, but you're right it's time now if they if they don't win this game they're not, probably not going to make the playoffs they, they, they need to go now All so right. 
I'm, I'm expecting it to change and I'm expecting Josh Allen to be allowed to run with the ball an awful lot more. I'm having a very nice time and it means that I'm losing track of time. So we do need to get a bit of a wriggle on. So Buffalo or Kansas City, Dan? I think I think Kansas City are still a team to beat in the AFC, but I think they're about as beatable as they've ever been. Yeah. Um, Mahomes has got an incredible record in December. I think it's 13-0 in December. He's, he's in, at home, I think it's incredible. But for me, I, I think the Bills win. I think the Bills need to win. I think if they don't win here, it's done. I think they go to Kansas City and, and, and Josh Allen puts them on his back, which he's capable of doing. Yeah. I'm capable of looking at like the best player in the league. Bills for me. All right, Dave? I think it's must win. It's still or die. But, um, I think they're going to give it everything. I'm expecting everybody to turn up. If they do lose, it will be incredibly close. There's no way that Kansas City are going to be allowed to run away with it. I'm also going with the mm. Bills. I thought I might be on my own with that, but fair play. Uh, no, I think all three of us go for the Bills, and only because um, I'm yet to see a, a Kansas City wide receiver catch a football this season. So... Um, Bills, turn it on. They are beatable. I'm going Bills too. You convince me. Right, Philadelphia Eagles at Dallas Cowboys. This is another tasty old affair. Ten and two Eagles uh, off the back of a loss against San Francisco last week in what was a banging game, by the way, that 9-25 game last week, uh, versus the 9-3 and three Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys have won six out of their last seven games. It's an absolutely incredible run that they're on. But normally when I say this, I turn to Dan and Dan says, yeah, but who have they played? They haven't played anybody decent. And watch what happens here. They're on a great run. They've won six out of their last seven games, Dan. Yeah, they've beat the Pats, the Jets, the Panthers and the Commanders and the Giants. Well done. Here's your, here's your badge. Um, and whenever they, they came off that loss was against San Francisco when they played a good team. And against Philadelphia when they played a good team. These are the games they lose. And I don't see anything in Dallas to tell me that they've got better or they've improved. Um and, you know, the, the, there's a stinker on the Eagles now because they've lost the game. Um, they're 3-1 they're and one in the last four weeks against the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Cowboys, and the 49ers. The Eagles. That's yeah. the bad Eagles team. <laughs> this bad Eagles team that's on a bad run. They've yeah. lost one game, and you, you've got to get over it. For me... Against the best team in the NFL. Yeah. Against a matchup that didn't go well for them, that they weren't healthy for, and that, that, that San Francisco came in with a real mission to them. Listen, Philadelphia will win this game. There'll be a load of points in it, and it could go either way. So it could be, a, it's 38-35, it could be a Cowboys win, it could be an Eagles win. Ultimately, it doesn't matter, because after this, the Eagles go on a really easy run, and the Cowboys play teams like the Bills, and the number one seed goes to Philadelphia. I think they win this game. I'm going to give you a stat, Dave, before I throw to you, that backs up everything that Dan's just said. Are you ready? Go for it. The Dallas Cowboys are 9-1, and one. A nine and one mm. against teams under a point five, so an even record. record yeah. They are zero and two against teams above a point five record. What record have the Eagles got? Just there's definitely a winning record. Uh, what well, do you make of the game, Dave? Well, it's quite interesting. I, I don't know what it is about this week, but I find the the, the passion. For my hatred of the Eagles drained slightly. I don't don't know why. Maybe it was watching them take an absolute whooping. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, it, it, it was great. I, I expected the Eagles to come back, and they didn't. Uh, and I kept expecting them to come back, and they didn't. And what I'm hoping is the Dallas Cowboys, who are bullies. Uh, have seen that and thought, oh, maybe the Eagles are a little bit wounded. Uh, maybe taking a little bit of uh, inspiration from the fact that they did see the Eagles beaten down. They'll know full well as well that the Eagles will be coming out firing on all cylinders, trying to uh, basically 
they're, they're going to be in the way of a backlash. But this week, Mike McCarthy's been ill. He's uh, had acute appendicitis. Mm-hmm. He's been rushed into hospital and he's still looking to come back and coach. So I think that that little bit of adversity uh, and the little bit of feel-good factor around the, the, the team as well due to the cadence thing from earlier, the, the, the wonderful video that it was. Um, the, what was he called again? I've forgotten. I've Dak forgotten Prescott, he's the quarterback. He did, yeah. did, did, yeah. did. No, I know Dak Prescott, mate, but what's the, what's the name of that video that you uh, went oh, no, it, it, uh, it, it, This one, you mean... Yeah, uh, here we go. I should probably remember that, but... There, here we go. Uh, oh, dear. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it, it, it's one of those. I, I do think that if they are going to beat the Eagles, now will be the time to do it. Yeah. Um, I find it difficult to to, especially as I do think that Hurts did look quite badly hurt in the first half of the last game. But then in the second half, it seemed to be moving a bit freer. But I don't know. Uh, Mick and Parsons maybe getting home. I. Mm. I, I, I want to pick the Cowboys. I probably am going to pick the Cowboys, although all of my instincts are telling me the Eagles will. All right. Absolutely. The Cowboys, hammer the Cowboys them as really, per usual. They're impeccable at home. I, I think they've, I think they're sort of 13 straight at home. I think they average about 34 points a game. So the Eagles are going to have to score points to beat them. And it could be, it could go either way. This Dallas at home, you probably, and the Eagles aren't at full strength. This is their, this is their chance for sure. Um, I don't think it means much, but this is their chance to win the game for sure. Yeah. Uh, right, so Dave's going with the Cowboys. Dan's going with the, the Eagles. And I'm also Flyers, going with Flyers. the Eagles. I can't, I, I die, Eagles die, but I t- still, I can't. Um, I can't. Oh, that worked, didn't uh, it? Put, putting that out into the universe, manifested itself. Can we call this episode... Die again, you bastard. No, no, sorry. Carry yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> Please stay dead, Eagles dead. Um, no, no. Yeah, yeah. We're probably going to name this one after yeah. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Um, just because we're using the trending algorithms to give our podcast a little push, and why wouldn't you do that? Um, let's move on, shall we? We will do the rest of them in just a tick, but we're going to move on to Coaching Corner and Cadence. Just aware that we are... Um, probably got a little bit less time than we would like cadence somebody explain to me exactly what cadence is and the purpose that it serves who wants to go go on dave you dave no no because i I will be really really quick because blues are playing and i want to watch the second half so let down well i I, I needed quick so why don't you go first i'll let i'll let dan fill in the fill in the gap cadence is variance in the play being called to the team at the line of scrimmage so that you are keeping the defence off balance by not knowing when the ball's going to be snapped. Uh, there's various techniques to it. There's various ways to do it. Um, I personally prefer hand signals like for, for the most part when their teams are on the road. I think they should practice that all the time. But for the most Ooh. part, it's a vocalisation. Uh, the most famous one probably being Manning with his whole... I put a thumb up somewhere. I don't know how I did that. Uh, being Manning with uh, his Omaha, Omaha, Omaha. But Kirk Cousins Ooh. likes to shout Sunday. Carry on, Dan. Yeah, so it's, you, know, you talk about the, how big these things can become. Um, Peter Manning, obviously now running production companies, has his own podcast. That is called Omaha Productions. It's named after yeah. his cadence. Um, and Omaha, Omaha was the was the thing you used to hear. And it's important that you've got a really good cadence and that your voice is really clear and really loud because, it, like you just said, even at a home game, the crowd is loud and everyone needs to hear the signals. There's some great examples where you've where you've seen 
quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is good at it. Patrick Mahomes is very good at it. Rodgers uses it to, uh, when he's playing on both of his legs, uses it to drop people offside. And he's brilliant. Genius. And he's he getting a free yeah. play. So he, he makes them, he makes the defence think he's snapping the ball. He draws them offside. The, the penalty flags fly, but he snaps the ball and he's got a free play. And he, he, the amount of times he hits free plays down the field, because it's only a penalty if they accept it, um, and he has free plays. And if nothing happens, nothing happens. Um, I've seen Patrick Mahomes shotgun people. So he'll look, he'll point, and then he'll smile and wink. And then he looks the other way and throws the ball over there. Yeah. And he's <laughs> it's, it's absolutely brilliant to watch. When you slow it down and start watching it, it's fantastic. But when you listen to what they're saying, it's, it's really good to watch. Tom Brady's was Rita, if you remember. He yeah. shot Rita, 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 and then so you knew he was changing the play. Um, and it was usually, it can either be like a, a signal to cancel the play with playing to be saying something else, or yeah. it, it can say sort of Rita on three. So it'll be on his third Rita, he wants the ball. Um, you vary it with him within the play call, yeah. don't you? Yeah, that, so that's between him point. and the centre, and he'll say to centre, it'll be Rita on three, so he'll go, Rita, 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 go. And it's, that's when he wants the ball. And we've already heard Dax at the beginning of the podcast, but just in case you wanted a reminder of Dax's cadence, it sounds like this. Yeah, here we go, yeah! Here we go! I like yeah, that. Here we go! Wait, take. I mean, it's clear. It's clear. I mean, here you'll, we go. you'll hear that just as he throws an interception on a Hail Mary yeah. when they're getting destroyed <laughs> by the 49ers <laughs> in the second half of the playoffs. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, look, we'll be back with the second lot of previews in just a moment. We'll also give you our Utter Punts of the Week nominations all coming up after this. Uh, right, okay, um, before we go any further, I want to tell you about our lovely friends at Beer Keller in Manchester, one of the best places to go and watch the NFL on a Sunday night. They're really putting some effort into making it a great venue to go and watch NFL on a Sunday. Um, we are in talks with them for hosting another couple of watch parties before the end of the season at Beer Keller in Manchester. Keep an eye out on our socials for that one. And, of course, we will let you know once everything has been decided, sorted and boxed off. But I reckon we've probably got another two live shows between now and the end of the year, which would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, beer, wings, shots... Burgers, pizzas, huge TV screens in 4K all around the venue and like-minded people to watch the NFL with. It's absolutely brilliant. If you've got a beer keller near you, get yourself down there. Merseyside, Manchester, Halifax, uh, Leeds, Nottingham, Birmingham. Um, just go and find one and enjoy your NFL on a Sunday night. Um, talking of not enjoying NFL on a Sunday night, Green Bay Packers at New York Giants on uh, Monday night football. Um um, the New York Giants have allowed 21 sacks this season. Hmm. That makes them the third worst in the NFL. The New York Giants have allowed 4.6 yards per carry to running backs over the course of the season. They have taken 69 sacks this season. So they have, they have handed out 21, which is the third worst in the NFL. They have taken 69 sacks this season. Nice. I, I mean, is it any wonder that they've got two out of three quarterbacks out injured? And every time one of them looks close to coming back again, they take a sniff of a grass field and realise that that front line is just not there and decide, no, you know what? no. It's just putting yourself in the firing line. This is one-way traffic, isn't it, Dave? Yeah. In all honesty, you have no right side of your offensive line. Um, 
you, you, you need a mobile quarterback. Like, there's a couple of terms. That, I mean, I feel harsh saying it. They're, they're, they're still developing players. They are still developing players. And as when you're giving an opinion on an NFL player, you're doing it from a perspective of super athlete and super good at a game. Um, but there's degrees of it. And at the moment, they are getting absolutely worked over. And as a result, your QBs are in trouble. Um there's also a problem when they hang on to the ball too long and I don't think you've got anyone who's got a particularly quick release there. I do remember though, Jones at one point was down at about 2.2 seconds last year. I don't know. Beginning part of this season and it was a case of having to because you've already touched on why. Hold on to the ball. You, you're going to get dropped. You've got to get rid of it quickly because you've got no offensive line at all done. The Giants here are going to get a spanking. Jordan Love is going to dismantle them. Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, they haven't got a pass rush to Packers, so you've got half a chance there of keeping one of them alive at least. And um, Tyrod Taylor's back this week, but they, he's going to play back up to uh, Benny, Benny DeVito, whatever he's called. Tommy. Uh, Tommy, yeah. Benny's brother. Um, and I, as bad I, as Davis for names, It just sort of feels like, does it feel to you that that's like a bit of a nod to the crowd, just to keep the fans happy a bit, because he's obviously he's an Italian New Yorker. I feel a bit sorry for Tyrod Taylor. Um, he... he you remember if he lost his job in the for LA against for Justin Herbert when he the mm. doctor punched his lung for him, <laughs> yeah, before the game. Um, so Tarantino's uh, playing the backup. I, th- I think the Giants. Listen, the Giants have had a bye week. Sorry, Dave. The Giants have had a bye week. Yeah, so they freshened up. They've got nothing really to lose in this. The Giants. Um, they're not really towards the top of the draft. They've won too many games. Saquon Barkley's back with a bit of a rest, um, and the wide receivers Jalen Hyatt looks a bit more lively. Um, and the defense has played all right. I, I, I think the Giants keep this close. I, I, I think it's disrespectful that the, the, the Packers have beat up some bad teams, and they played well against the Chiefs. Fair enough, but and the Lions, you know, and they're but they're but they're a young team, the the Packers, and they can easily get roughed up in a rough environment. And no Christian Watson for the for the Packers. He's been he's been a catalyst for them coming back and playing well against the Lions and against the Chiefs. He was outstanding. He's out. He's got a hamstring injury. So their best weapon on offense is out. Um, th- th- listen, this is, there's a window of opportunity here for the Giants to I, keep this close. I love this. Watch this. Dan has just given a reason that the New York Giants could potentially keep themselves in this game. Dan, who's going to win this game? Green Bay. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought you were going to say. Dave? In fact, do you know what? No, I'm going to go Giants. <laughs> Give me the Giants. Give me the Giants with a handicap. Nine and a half points. Give so he's, he still wants Green Bay. He's, no. just, making it, he's just making it look <laughs> like he's taking the Giants. Go G-Men. <laughs> I, I, I think I think you're wrong to say that the Packers have no pass rush. I just don't think that they blitz enough. But I think that they probably will against Devito. All day. Uh, they've got Key, Key, Key Walker, right? Quay Walker. Um, he's he's a, he's a very very good athlete who occasionally does crazy things on the field in very amusing ways, like getting himself dismissed twice from the field for putting hands on the wrong people. Um, but he's someone who I think could cause a bit of damage, particularly if I let him pass rush um, for, from the linebacker position. But, I mean, like, the Packers are probably going to make the playoffs, aren't they? So, yes. Jordan what? Love's looking like a, a fairly good quarterback. Yeah, I hope you. I hope you guys absolutely. They're doing well with an awful lot of injuries. I, I don't appreciate it. I don't like it. Uh, I wish they'd stop. Um, and for, for, which, for, which way are you going? But Dave? Then, then they're not gonna pack us all day. <laughs> this is, yeah. a, this really is, a, is a really funny game to watch. How, how quickly the NFL season turns. And as a fan, when you're rooting for one team in, in a few weeks, and all of a sudden you're rooting against them. So at Thanksgiving at the watch party, Dave was cheering on the Packers. Yeah. 
to beat the Lions because he thought the Vikings were going to catch the Lions. Yeah. Never, really never, never happened. The Packers man. are looking far too good and they're going to knock the Vikings out the wildcard race. Yeah. So now <laughs> it's all of a sudden things? go G Men. Everybody's a Giants fan <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a bit of a shame there were about 100 witnesses to me saying that as well. Uh, I'm going to take Green Bay just because I've got no faith in New York Giants. They seem to be able to win the games that you don't want them to win and then somehow throw the games away that actually you'd quite like them to, to do well in. So I'm going to take the... I'm going to take the Packers. Just then, I'm at least I've got something right. At least I've got something to be cheerful about when they. I think Tommy Dimitri is better than Daniel Jones. Uh, hard to disagree, but th- I mean, it is just varying um, sort of Sometimes levels of dreadful. Listen, Monday night, New York lights are on. New Yorker, come on, let's go. Uh, right, like okay. Um, I like him. Annoyingly, the NFL have gone back to having two games on <sighs> on a Monday night. So, as well as the Giants, you've also got Dolphins At the uh, same hosting time. Tennessee. Same exactly the same time. And that makes it really tricky. Such a tough decision on which game you're actually going to watch here, isn't it? It's really, really hard. Do you want to watch the Miami Dolphins beat up on the Tennessee Titans? Or do you want to watch the Green Bay Packers beat up on the New York Giants? Which way is it going to go? Hard Rock Stadium for me. Uh, nine and three, Miami. Miami Dolphins against the four and eight Tennessee Terribles. Um, look, this is Dolphins. This is Dolphins all the way. Thirty-two points per game, second in the NFL. They are first for yards per game. The Titans' defense has allowed three hundred and twelve yards and two touchdowns against Gardner Minshew last week. Like, I'm sorry, but coming up against a brilliant offense in Miami, this is going one way and one way only, and that's the Dolphins. Okay. Dan? All right. Um, the, the Dolphins are the number one seed in the AFC at the minute, yeah. which is, you know, good. And But the, listen, the knock, remember the knock on the Dolphins? They've not played anybody. They're the Dallas Cowboys of the, of the AFC, right? So when they, when they play a good team, when they've played Buffalo, they've lost. When they played Kansas, they've lost. When they played the Eagles, they lost. Um, they're not playing a good team, though, mate. No, I know they're not. But why do I now think the Dolphins are a real contender? Because no one's talking about them as a Super Bowl contender, and they should be. The difference is Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, they signed in the off-season, he came in, but he got injured, so he never actually started the season. And their defence looked shaky against some of these big teams. He's back, and he is playing brilliantly. And he fits this Fangio defence really well. Fangio likes to have this player that's a bit of a hybrid that can cover across all places. And Jalen Ramsey is playing lights out. And I think the Dolphins are a serious contender. And if you're looking at a Super Bowl winner, they are dangerous. They are dangerous. There is only one team to have scored more points this season than the Miami Dolphins. Do you know who it is? They score 70 in a game. I mean, it's, it's... but still, somebody has scored more than they have. Do, do either of you know Dallas, who it is? Surely, is it? Your, what's your Dallas guess? Dave, Dallas. your guess? I didn't realise anyone had scored more than... Just four points more is the difference. Is 388 plays 384. It's, it's Dallas. It's Dallas. Dallas has scored 388 points this season. Incredible. Manager played in the NFC East. Incredible. Oh, no. God, it would have been a walkover. Dave, what do you make of the game, mate? Tennessee at Miami. Um, I'm just disappointed in Tennessee. Have been all year now. I think Jeffrey Simmons is out injured as well. That means that they're not really going to be pressure in the middle of the pocket. I'm expecting Tua to have a good game. Um, yeah. It's going to be a bad day for Tennessee, I think. So, but I am quite I intrigued Kevin by that uh, as well. I think Derek Kemmer well, might be out. I saw he had a that, but, didn't he? 
He's he's trying to awake and he hasn't been on the uh, injury report, but he is superhuman, so maybe that's just what it is. Any team with him in has a chance, I think. Uh, Okay, Levis has been interesting, but yeah, yeah. Dolphins all day long. Yeah, Dolphins for me. Mm, you're not I'm thinking, gonna, I'm you're going not thinking about this, really, are you? I'm going to Tennessee. I think big players, big night. I think Levis is due a big game. DeAndre Hopkins, it'll be interesting to see, but I think he's due a game. Derek Henry can go for 200 yards and three touchdowns. Or he, or he without, doesn't. And without Jalen Phillips, this Miami front, let me see it. Let me see it. I'm, let's go Titans. All right. Wilkins. With the 13 and a half point. Yeah, I was going to say, and I'll take the handicap. Thank you very much indeed. Yeah. Right. All okay, right. with a handicap, um, I still think it might not be enough. We'll no, I, I, I'm still, I'm still going dolphins. Look, we, um, we are running late. Um, the French debt collectors at Las Vegas Raiders, La Chargers. Um, this one Thursday night football. Um, they've obviously both got a game before they play one Ooh, another. Lucky, lucky this, them. This doesn't. <laughs> This doesn't exactly, Dave, fill me with mm. the joys of I want to stay up till quarter past one in the morning to start watching it. What has been with Thursday night football? What was that abomination they put on last night? What was oh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, Steelers, God. God yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, who, who really cares? Who, 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 no, I'm only messing. How, how like, there's got there's some value in it. You can't flex out oh. Thursday night football. I can't flex that. I can't flex it out. Otherwise, they would have done it. The, yeah, the, the, the Vikings are playing Las Vegas as well, so yeah. like the, the likelihood is they might be coming in on a bit of a high. I don't know. It depends on how that one goes. Um, but Jefferson's back. I'm expecting us to beat them. It's, but the Chargers are just so inconsistent. I don't know how that's happened. Uh, if you would like more Vikings content, you can go and have a listen to the conversation that Dave had uh, with his nephew, with the, the legendary Jake Reed. Yeah, the former Minnesota Vikings wide receiver Jake Reed, part of the legendary Three Deep. That podcast is available. If you're waiting for a bit of Justin Jefferson content out of that, it is on its way. I've timed it perfectly so that it lands over this weekend ahead of Justin Jefferson back for the Minnesota Vikings. So keep an eye out for that one. Uh, look, um. G- <sighs> This, I, 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 there's no joy in it one. let's just pick let's you, just pick you think the Chargers should be the better team but actually the Raiders will win at the weekend the Chargers probably won't which means the Raiders are probably going to have a better chance of making the playoffs come the time this game 6 and 7 versus and 5 and 8 yeah. and they've got Devontae Adams and they're healthy and Max Crosby's healthy and Josh Jacobs is healthy and the Chargers are beat up they're banged up they're old and Brandon's there is getting sacked give me the Raiders yeah Raiders alright Dave the Raiders have no coaching staff left. Give me the Chargers because so some coaches coach. is better than none. <laughs> yeah, that's better than Brandon Staley. <laughs> uh, it been. might be. It might be. But they're not beating the Vikings, mate. I guarantee that. I can't see that. Antonio Pierce. Oh, God. Please don't, don't let that one happen. I hate you, Dan. Poor uh, <laughs> Antonio Pierce. Can I go with a tie? You? You I just. I, I don't want to pick either of them. I'm just going to pick the tie. Like... Six points apiece. That's it. Nobody's going to do anything Adams, in the game. It's doable. Did, didn't the Chargers win? Didn't the Chargers win six 0 recently though? So maybe six six. Yeah, you see what I mean. Solid, solid defense. That was clearly over Devontae the course. Adams against this this Chargers secondary might be um, fun in games. Yeah, certainly could be. Uh, right there, you go. All sorted. Um, bets for this week, please, chaps. Dave, do you want to go first? Oh. Or do you want, yeah, do you want Dan to go first if you're not quite ready? If it's got his handy, mate, bear with me. Yeah, so yeah. I've got I've gone for the Baltimore to score over twenty one and a half points, San Francisco to score over twenty four and a half points, Buffalo 
plus three and a half at Kansas City and over 45 points in the Dallas Philly game. It's four to one. Four to one. Four to one. How's you, how are you going records-wise this week? We're doing This season. We're doing, yeah? we're doing well. Yeah, the ones I keep saying on it since the draw. We had an eight-timer last week that Pittsburgh let down. Bloody Steelers. Uh, Dave? Um, yeah, so this week, uh, Alvin Kamara to score two touchdowns against the Panthers. Uh, and then that's going in a treble with Bijan Robinson to score for the Falcons. I agree with Dan. I think he's going to have a good weekend. Uh, and then I've got nice. Joshua Dobbs uh, going in as a running touchdown scorer for the Vikings because, let's face it, if you're going to talk about dropping him and then playing him, you're going to try and get him something around the goal line. Um, so, yeah, that comes in at 14-1, to 1, um, which isn't, isn't too bad. I had a nice 25 to 1 winner for the, the, the week we didn't do the bets. Liam, that's your fault, we probably didn't get to know about that. <laughs> my fault? Why was it my fault? Yeah, just because like, you made the sensible decisions a couple of parts. I'm not saying you were wrong, I'm just saying that you cost the public something important. Or saved them some money after your terrible suggestions. You know, it depends which way you want to look at it. I might be the hero it in this It was story. a 25 to 1 winner. Liam, a 25 to 1 yeah. winner. Was it? Yeah, I'll put Can it in the details thing, of that. No, he did. He did. Bear with me for two <laughs> it was seconds. accurate. It's <laughs> in our chat. Dig it out. Definitely. 25 to 1 winner. Oh, no, it's all right. We don't need to winner. dig it out. I'll just take it on the chins. I've, the, let, I've let everybody down again. I did the bird team double, didn't I? Really? Yeah. Minus 300. Uh, <laughs> look, we are running out of time, which means it's time for this. And it is time for our utter punts of the week nominations. Dan, you are going first this week. I've got Jamal Adams, oh. who, former New York Jet safety, kicked off, wanted to get traded, hated New York, got traded, got what he wanted. Has had a bit of a running beat with a, a journalist called Connor Hughes. Connor Hughes um, highlighted on Twitter a uh, play against Jake Ferguson for the Cowboys, where Jamal Adams was beaten like a bad, bad, bad player. Um, yeah. And the, he put the yikes underneath it. Um, Jamal Adams responded by posting a picture of Connor Hughes' wife um, with the caption, yikes, underneath it. Um, and then when challenged about it, refused to apologise. Um, I think spend less time on your social media, spend less time in a battle with somebody, maybe play like your two first-round draft picks that the Seahawks gave up for you because it's been a disaster and you're shit. So focus on your game. I, well, I, come I, after me if you want. I, I, do you know, yeah, I... I have a bit of an issue with this. It's keyboard warriors, isn't it? Yeah. It's keyboard warriors. There is no chance that you would say that to somebody out and about no. with their wife because you'd get shot up very quickly. And I just just behave like a normal human being. Awful. I, I'm going Sean McDermott this week, Fair. and and I'm. It, it's after the story was released about him using 9/11 in a pre-match speech. In fact, it was a training camp speech back in 2019. And I don't want to go into details of exactly what he said, but it's distasteful in the extreme. And one of those things that will not get you the positive reaction that you anticipate that it will get. It might work for 25% of the people in the room, might even work for 50% of the people in the room, but the other 50%, you're going to piss off and you're going to annoy. It was ill thought through. And because of that, Mr. McDermott, you get punt of the week. Uh, Dave. Yep. So um, I'm nominating Mike Florio for doing what we've just done, which is to stir up a little bit of hate. But, um, like the whole that Sean McDermott thing, com completely imbecilic, but at the same time, in this day and age with what's going on in the world, like we do need to stop 
trying to make a bigger point about something which was stupid. And it was stupid. There's no doubt he should never have done it. Why you would think it's a good idea, I don't know. But at the same time, we don't know what goes on in Sean McDermott's head. He came out and he did say it was because he was directly impacted by the event itself. So it was prevalent in his mind. He lost but the, the friend, details yeah. of what, Yeah, the details of what they did in terms of using it as an example of teamwork, not appropriate. But it was never a vote of confidence in that horrific incident. It was a stupid, misplaced thing to do. But Mike Florio, based on his recent coverage of it, is suggesting that it might not be just that. And I don't agree with it in the slightest. We need to, we do need to obviously stop people from doing silly things, but I don't think anyone should be lynched for what is basically a misplaced piece of stupidity yeah and, um, and that, you know there's varying shades of, from five of, of years black ago. and white right and and also yeah. look that the the um sanctity of the dressing room should remain sacrosanct for me i, I think what happens inside a dressing room should stay inside a dressing room every professional athlete and i'm, and I'm in a very fortunate position that i work with professional athletes every day Thanks, of my working life and dan and dave as well um, they would all say the same thing, that what happens inside a dressing room should stay inside a dressing room. If the, it comes a point where you're doing an after-dinner speech and something funny comes out of a dressing room and you've checked with all the relevant people, then that's absolutely fine. But there are certain things that happen there that should stay there and the sanctity of the dressing room should, uh, should remain absolute. That being said, don't be daft. Mr. McDermott, just yeah. don't yeah. be daft. Uh, look, that's it. We've run uh, out of more, time. It's more than one absolutely... person can be stupid, right? That's yeah, every week, every week, yeah, yeah, every day. If you're me, uh, <laughs> right? Look, um, it's been a joy speaking to both of you. Sorry, we were a day late, just work and stuff getting in the way. But it's been brilliant to get back onto the podcast. Don't forget to go and have a listen to Jake Reed. Um, it's a brilliant conversation. Um, uh, well worth the 45 minutes of your time that it will take to listen through it. Absolutely brilliant. Dave, we'll see you next week. Pleasure. Dan, see you next week. See you next week. This has been Otter Ponce. We'll see you later.